Um, should we start? Yeah, let's okay. start. This is the problem. Just follow me. I don't know who's going to be louder. Oh, I thought you were going to admit to not knowing what you were doing. I know everything I'm doing. <laughs> I invented you. <laughs> Wait, what am I doing here? When you, you called me earlier this week and said something happened to Joey and I needed to do this. You said, tell that Southern yeah. bumpkin to shut his oh, dick suckers. Yes. I want to come back on the show. If we could get his dick suckers closed for five, five seconds. Five yeah. seconds. And to that I say, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> We have a guest in the studio. Ellen. Who's this woman? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome, very, very, very confused down bitches. (laughs) And you're in my world now, motherfucker. So you keep it down over there. He's sitting in my chair. Did you turn off the air conditioning? (laughs) Did you turn it off? I did. Did you? I did. (gasps) I did. Frosty the snow slut over here. So cold. So cold. Hi, Joey. Hello, Patrick. I'm very looking forward to doing this episode with you. Oh, I'm looking forward to Wait, before you get any further, there are some confused yeah. people cleaning their kitchens. They've just pulled over. They're somewhere yeah. in Idaho. Yeah. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Someone explain. So, Not you. Okay. You said someone. Look at you. Go ahead, Joey. Well, so what happened is, is we are doing the very first episode. We're going to do the very first episode. And we're going to start back at our roots. Now, I have not re-listened to the episode. Right. Did you re-listen to it? Oh, I've never listened to this episode. (laughs) Just kidding. No, I I didn't. Actually, this was one of the first ones I listened to. I intentionally did not re-listen. No, 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 no. But I will tell you, when I was re-watching this, I forgot, like, how fucking bonkers this episode is. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. really is, and I don't remember a thing. I, I was in a fugue state. I gotta tell it, you, it all Amber came Burwin. right back to me. I remembered every, I was like, oh, the video, oh, and the fucking cop, yeah, oh, and the cell phone. Our, like, do you remember what we said? Well, remember, I, I do remember we called the electric cowboy, like, we were convinced it was a gay bar. Yes, <laughs> and I kept calling. It does sound like a gay it bar. It does, and, like, the sign is, like, in rainbow colors. It really is. Can I ask a question? Uh, yeah. Who the fuck is Bobby Lynn? Well. Okay. Okay. What the fuck I look like? I'm sitting right in front of you. I look like Maybelline. I look like a goddamn cartoon. What next old prissy missy with the beady eyes is going to talk shit about blue eyeshadow again? You want to start that fight? No. I wrestle gators. I wrestle men. And I wrestle you two whores. So that's, that's Bobby Lynn. She was she was very, very upset that she was held up. And oh. she shows up a lot. Bobby Lynn. <laughs> she never got her money back. Yeah. She loves Sprite. She loves Sprite. She just... Sprite and Skittles. So we're going to jump right in. Yeah. This is your, what is this called? Is this called a reboot? Uh, This is a redux. A revisit. All it's a reboot. A... <laughs> we're rebooting. It's like what they did to Jumanji. No, that was a continuation. Oh. Yeah. That wasn't a reboot of Jumanji. It was actually very good. Did you see it? Okay. This okay. has already taken some sort of weird ADHD <laughs> turn. Okay, here we go. All right. <laughs> Season 
one, episode one of Disappeared. End of Innocence tells the story of the disappearance of Brandy Wells. I just can't believe this is happening. <laughs> like, it's so wild to be here with you doing the thing. I know. It's so crazy. I'm so happy for you guys. Uh, isn't Thank it you. crazy? I, I know that we're supposed to be starting now, but like, I, it's just wild that like, this is like, has lived on in such a way. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's your, your baby's all grown up now. I know. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Congratulations. Congratulations. And it's so, I don't know. I, I'm so, this is wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. Can I say one more thing? Oh boy. Well, I just wanted to point out that you never notice like when you start a new series or something, some like people, some narrators like sort of grow into their jobs. Christopher was knocking it out of the park with episode one. He's exactly yeah. the same. I watched the beginning part of season 10, episode one to see what he sounded like. He sounds exactly the same as he yeah. does. He nailed it. Yeah. He got it like right from the jump. As there was say. a yeah. season he had a little congestion. Some like, <laughs> Seasonal That's allergies. True. That but happens to him it, sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. It, 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 it's like the mom on Modern Family is always sick. It, <laughs> She's always got a cold. <laughs> Claire Dunphy's got a cold again. But yeah, no, he has really, really stood the test of time. Yeah. Can you believe Christopher's been on this journey with us for so long? Remember when he said bon vivant? <laughs> A bon vivant. He's a, bon, a man about town. Bon vivant. A bon Remember vivant. Remember when he killed at Obsessed Fest with yes. Christopher narrates your oh life? Oh my God. Who? Next year at Obsessed Fest, we're going to do Christopher narrates your life on the second stage. It's going to be a thousand to, seats. It's going to be crazy. We were like a fire hazard know, in that small I know, room. I know. I, saw, I came well, in to watch it. took a shirt off, that was it. <laughs> he was in a muscle tank, and people were like, <laughs> You guys were both wearing like matching black tank tops. Yeah, it was a look. It was, it Absolutely was an idea. Brandy Ellen Wells disappeared on Thursday, August 3rd, 2006. When a person disappears without a trace, often the most critical information is hidden in their actions and words from the days before they vanished. Brandy Wells' last known whereabouts may hold the clues to what happened to her. The only thing solid is that Brandy's gone. A passionate young woman about to get a second chance in life takes a risk in going to an East Texas nightclub alone. She told me she was going to the club to meet some friends. So this was her one last chance to go out and have a little fun, kick it up. I told her, I said, Brandy, please just be very careful. But when her car is found abandoned on a major interstate. No sign of a struggle. There was no sign of Brandy. Did she run out of gas and get picked up by a trucker or did she meet somebody at the club? Investigators race against the clock to piece together the last known steps of Brandy Wells. So here we are. Uh, it is Wednesday, October 2nd, 2006. It's not Wednesday, October 2nd, nope. 2006. It's Wednesday, August 2nd. <laughs> 2000, something's never changed. Something's, something's never stayed changed. the same. That ecstasy. She turned off the air conditioning. That, <laughs> she turned it off. I am literally holding a blanket. <laughs> Say what I'm holding right now for those that you don't. You are. I am what, holding a blanket. Tell them what I called you the other day. When you're like, don't you think I'm skinny? I didn't say that. You were. <laughs> What did I say that? We were texting and you're like, I'm always cold because I'm skinny. And then oh, like, because that's your joke. Right. And then you're like, you're not going to comment on the skinny. And I said, you're, yes, Ellen, you are infuriatingly skinny. <laughs> that's your joke. <laughs> I was throwing your joke back at you. How are you that skinny? Shut up. And like those... my dad used to say to me when I was like a twig in high school, he's like, yeah, that's my son, Joey. So skinny, got to run around the shower to get wet. <laughs> no, we know what you were doing in the shower. You told us. Well. It's Wednesday, August 2nd, 2006. 23-year-old Brandy Wells is driving 20 miles from where she's living in Brownsboro to her hometown, Tyler, Texas. Before starting a new semester at college, this spirited young woman 
is on a mission to have some fun. Brandy walked through the apartment door and it kind of shocked me because I was not expecting her. Well, what are you doing here? And she told me, well, I've come to spend the night with you. It's August 2nd, 2006. <laughs> We're in Toller, Texas. Yeah. Brandy Wells, she's a 23-year-old and she is driving from where she lives in Brownsville, which is her home to Toller. That's yeah. Brownsboro. What'd I say? Brownsville. Okay, you know what? There is a Brownsville, <laughs> Texas, so I'll give you that, okay. but it's Brownsboro. Okay. Go, why don't you start? Okay, great. I ran so, out of Adderall. Here and that's we the are. Truth. <laughs> I'm just an innocent bystander at this point. <laughs> the nightmare before Christmas here. Uh... So Brandy's going to go back to school, and we learn about Brandy, and Christopher says, This spirited young woman. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're back to ground zero here. Okay, you didn't say but, free spirit, Christopher, but the, I see what you're doing. But you know what? In fairness to Christopher, like, this was early on in the genre. Right. So, like, maybe Christopher invented it. Maybe, maybe. Christopher was the first person to ever say light up a room. We right. don't know. He's <laughs> to blame. He's to blame. Actually, I feel like he did know. He's like, don't say free spirit. Can we just say spirited? <laughs> we all raise our hands and agree on spirited. I feel like that will, like, go over but better. this was our favorite part. I remember we made the decision not to listen to our first episode. I didn't. But neither did I. But I remember we loved that Brandy came home and the mom was like, oh, Brandy's here. We're going to spend the night together. And Brandy's like, no, 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 not so fast. Not, <laughs> not so see, fast. now I look at it and Brandy comes home and her mom's like, oh, hey, I was just sitting down on my stories. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, Brandy, what do you want? Having well, literally. through a pandemic, she's like, are you going to stay long? Because I don't have DVR. You- see, I imagine okay. it. Well, we're in the South. I imagine she walked in and she looked at Brandy and went, where the shit you come from? <laughs> 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 because she says that the younger sister Georgia went to bed early yeah. and mom was like Brandy's here we're gonna like hang out and Brandy's like well you're half right yeah. <laughs> I'm here <laughs> just gonna do a little change of room yeah. yep. I'm gonna be on my way yeah. yeah so she's gonna go out and Ellen's like great because you know my stories but the thing that's so sad remember she asked the mom if she could borrow her car cause her Brandy's car is like out of gas and then the mom's like my car is like also out of gas yeah no gas is a through line here also through 700 <laughs> seasons of doing this we've learned there are so many jobs but there's also so many hobbies cause what does Brandy do two years have passed since Brandy was in school that Wednesday night while sitting on her mother's couch Brandy shares her anxiety about rejoining the flag corps. So she was kind of looking forward to meeting the new band members, but a little scared about meeting them, her being so much older than than the others. She's in the flag corps. She I felt really seen by this. Why? I wasn't in the flag corps, but I was in the marching band. Surprised to nobody, I wasn't very cool in high school. Which is not to say that if you're in the band, you're not cool. Right. But, like, I played the trombone, so I'm painting a picture here. But I was obsessed with the flag corps kids. Like, that's a hard, it's hard. And we learned that Brandy, like, was in the front yard really working on the flag moves. Yeah. Yeah. It was, no, it's hard. Not like how Joey was in the shower. Never mind, I'm not going to Also, let me tell you, if you'd gone to high school in New Orleans and you played the trombone, you would have been praised. Because you know, brass bands. It's true. In New Orleans, you can literally pay. I'm, I'm sure you know this, but you can hire a band to follow, like a jug brass band to follow you line. around. Yeah. Like during, like throughout your day, you can go drinking with a band behind you. There's one for a funeral, you get a second line. There's yeah. a wedding, a second line. Is it called a second line? It's called a second line. Because oh my of Pluky got out of prison, get that second line. <laughs> Okay. I feel like I would do that all the time. Yeah. Like for nonsense reasons. 100%. Like I would go pay a parking ticket. Yeah. And I'd be like, hey, and they'd and they'd be like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> they're amazing. And yeah. really, you're hard pressed to find a bad musician. We all have ADD. Okay. This is really I know, anyway, I know, I know. I, I'm but, just excited to be here with you guys. Yeah, we're excited but, to have you. All to say is that I feel like Brandy, I'm like Oprah. <laughs> Brandy, yeah, you guys go off topic, old 
I know. Where's Patrick to pull the no, back listen, on the right listen. side of the road? Oh, I thought you were talking about me giving you feedback. I'm like, I'm in the room with you guys. I hate me now, too. No, I know. <laughs> He's it's, no it's fun, so that guy. It's so easy. We have so much fun. No, but Brandy, here's the thing. The flag thing, the flag core is cool. Yeah. She has scholarship. I know. She transferred that into cash. It's true. Yeah. It's true. But Brandy was in the band and in the flag core. It's hard to do both. That is really it's hard. It's a scheduling nightmare. Yeah. But she was excited to go back to school. And Janelle, best friend, is here rocking the black eyeliner. She was yeah. going to go back to school. And she also had a new job at the Walmart. Yep. I get the sense that she hadn't actually started, right? Because she was waiting yes. to like, be put on the schedule. schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. We meet Godmother Michelle, who makes a big point to point out that she is her second mother. I've always called myself Brandy's other mother. So... I am her godmother, but I am definitely her other mother. Yes. yes. Do not cross Michelle on this point. Let me tell you, Godmother Michelle looks fun. Like she's yeah. that aunt that sneaks you a course light at a wedding. In fairness, everyone in this episode looks fun. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like even even Mama Ellen, she looks fun. Yeah. yeah. We should have one fun Ellen in this episode. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Someone said one time when Joey was making fun of me in one of our Tic Tacs, I went, okay. And someone was like, when Ellen says HMK, you know it's never going to end well. They have my number. They have all of our numbers, babe. It's true. They do. So, okay, so this night that Brandy's mom, Mama Ellen, got her night interrupted, you know, her TV was interrupted, they were basically talking about how Brandy had been out of school for two years. She was a little bit nervous to go back, nervous to meet new people, nervous to go meet the new flag core people. Are you guys ever nervous to, like, meet new people? Well, I yes, but I don't think I'd be nervous to meet the flag core people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, a bunch of homos just like me. No, but, like, if they were the new flag core people and they were like, that's Brandy. She used to be on Flag Corps, but she dropped out. Yeah. We've been here for two years holding down <laughs> the floor true. without you, Brandy. I gotta you know? say that, like, I wouldn't have thought it would have been like that until I saw that show Cheer. And <gasps> now I just know they will cut a bitch. Yeah. Oh, everything is on limits. They should have never done that. I know. Season. They really shouldn't have. You know what's funny is I don't blame her because when I was 25, I had lived in New York for two years and I was like, I'm gonna move back to New Orleans and I'm gonna go back to school and I'm gonna become a nurse. Oh my God. So I was there for a week of classes and the first day of English class, this girl sitting next to me just emoed out <gasps> and like seating, didn't want to be there. And you they, actually did this. Yeah. And so the teacher's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. I want to assess your like writing skills and like your observational skills. So you're just going to ask the person next to you some questions. And so she goes, so where, who are you? And I, she's like, do you have a car? And I said, well, no, I just moved back from New York. She's like, oh, you left New York? I was like, yeah, I was living there for two years. And she's like, okay, well, where do you live? I'm like, well, I'm staying with my parents right now. <laughs> so she goes around the room and asks, when I said lovely things about Miranda, whatever the, the shit she was from, she gets to me and she goes, this is Joey. He lived in New York for two years. It didn't work out for him. And now he has no car and he lives with his parents. <laughs> Miranda, what a... Miranda can choke on several days. Yeah, Wherever how... you are, Miranda. I, look, it's a good story, but I got 80 questions. Yeah. yeah. Well, how long did you last in the nursing program? Babe, let me tell you something. I lasted a week and Hurricane Katrina hit and my dad looked at me and said, go back to New York. <laughs> Jerry Falwell was right. You moved home and like a gay, you brought a fucking hurricane with you. Oh, wow. Oh, my Literally. God. I brought the gay plague. How long did you, it take until you were back? Literally a month. And then you were starting on Broadway. My like friends laughed so hard because they were like, didn't we just have a going away party for you? And then they had a welcome home party for me. Aww. It was very sweet. Did they have one of those brass bands? Um. At age 19, Brandy seemed to have it all until she fell in love and got married. Suddenly, life got more complicated. She ended up getting married after her second year 
and she was supposed to head on to a, a major college and finish up her teaching uh, degree. Things are smooth at first, but eventually, Brandy is unable to juggle school, work, and family life. She decides it's best to put academics on hold. But we also learned that she was gone for two years because she was married. Right. And remember, like, when we did this the first time, I was like, where's that fucking husband? Yeah. Where's the husband? The yeah. husband's, the husband was nowhere, it's and he's him. still nowhere. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. She just got married too young. Yeah. She left, and they say... The marriage didn't work out. And that's it. Yeah. And that's all we need to know. We don't need to ask follow-up questions yeah. because that's her private business, and maybe you don't need to always talk about it on a podcast or talk about her several failed relationships after that. I think maybe you should just leave Brandy and her personal life alone, and maybe you should stop talking about the things that she does and where she goes and how but, she like, acts if they and did what that, she looks then what would like, we do I mean? at live shows? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, just, yeah, I'm just talking about Brandy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Forced to move to San Antonio. I gotta say, like, while we're talking about your bad choices, how have you never gone missing? <laughs> how have you never uh, once uh, gone missing? It, that is a fair question. You know what I, mean? I would want to get mad, but then I think of the fairness no, yeah, 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 yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, and there's lots fair. of, like, I could have been killed in lots of different ways, but you for sure should have gone missing. <laughs> I mean, I drove to the swamp to have sex with someone when I was 19. <laughs> when they true. said that she got married at 19, I was like, I got kicked out of Bible college, had sex with a one-legged man in a trailer full of quarters. Yeah. But you said it was really hot. It was. Yeah. And It was or he was. Those are two very oh, no, 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 He was. Yeah. I mean, if I felt like, I was like, well, this must be what Oscar the Grouch feels like because I had sex in trash. <laughs> wait, wait. So was the sex also hot? The sex was great. Yeah. It was. Yeah, the sex was great. He was, he was good looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's hard to think about, you know, yeah. do you swapping ever... gravy with somebody when their meemaws asleep in the west wing of the trailer. <laughs> Wait, is it... What if? What if he listens? He don't. He doesn't listen. <laughs> what if someone knows someone who knows someone that who man lives him. in a trailer in the swamp? He has been eaten by a gator. Trust me. If not that, he was drinking gasoline the next day. And oh, no, no, God. So after she divorces, two years pass, and she's ready to kind of, like, pick up, go back to school. Yeah. But one night before she goes back to school, she wants to kick it up with friends. Oh, we're going to do this? We're going to tell this story? Did we tell this story on the first we episode? We must have. We must because have. Because as soon as I heard it, it was the first thing that came to mind. Did we tell this story? So ar- when we were, Joseph, this is a story for you. I'm ready. When Ellen and I were in college, and this is really true, Ellen, as you can imagine, was, like, the big woman on campus. Very cool. <laughs> And, like, even as a freshman, everyone, Ellen was, like, to be feared. And, but she, that like, and, and I want to say, like, she was mean. And I'm sure she wasn't because she's not a mean person. But I felt like she was mean because she wasn't my friend. Got it. But we had a mutual <laughs> friend, this guy, Jeremy. And we had a shuttle at Emerson College that would, like, take us from one side of the campus to the other. Can you believe we went from one I know. side of the gorgeous it's, campus to the other it's side? literally. We, a, we walked through the public garden It's in an Boston. eighth of a mile walk. These fucking pampered, rich college kids. Like, yeah. it's, 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 like it's the equivalent of, like walking from here to the Dunkin' Donuts. It's yeah. like so close. <laughs> but we were on the shuttle. They couldn't possibly walk. They need a shuttle. No, they couldn't not. possibly walk. Absolutely not. Their parents not. aren't going to like them no, walking. No, It so, was one side of the campus to, to the, the other. other. Okay. We were on the shuttle, Jeremy and I, and Ellen was there too. And she's talking to Jeremy like the whole time, doesn't even say hello to me. This is, no, that is she, not true. We get off. That, we get, that we, would have never have We happened. get to the other side of the campus, and she looks at Jeremy and me, then looks back at no. Jeremy and goes, Jeremy, we should kick it more. And then walked away. <laughs> you said kick it? Walked away. First of all, I, I'm sure I said kick it. I think <laughs> I, I would like to 
put into the record that I probably said it generally to both of you. Absolutely not. I would not no, you just didn't like, like me. Le- there was, there, I didn't not no, like you. No, there was you. a thing that happened between us involving a sweater. I can't remember, but like you didn't the like me. sweater? Maybe. Was that freshman year? <laughs> no. What? No. What sweater? He has rewritten that story. The point is, when I hear anybody say the word kick it, I'm re-traumatized. Anyway. But before she returns to school, there's one thing Brandy is intent on doing. She told me she was going to the club to meet some friends. So this was her one last chance to go out and have a little fun, kick it up. Brandy says she is going dancing with some friends. And she had asked her younger sister to go with her. And Georgia had decided not to go. Brandy made the decision to go ahead and go. So Brandy wants to go back out with her friends to kick it. Yes. Are you going to cry? Oh. You can cry about baby boy. So her younger sister Georgia was going to go with her, but remember Georgia has since, you know, gone Georgia's to sleep. got sleep on her mind. Yeah, she and went Mama Ellen right is watching her stories and yeah. Brandy was like, "Can I just take your car?" Remember, we have no nobody's car has gas. I know. Brandy wants to take Mama Ellen's car. Mama Ellen's car is like, "LOL, I don't have gas either, baby girl. Can everyone just put gas in their car?" But also like this is nobody's fault but the person who did whatever they did to Brandy, but we just learned from these episodes, right? Yeah. Like, I just, like, I these episodes have stayed with me, and I would never, and I'm not saying anything about Mama Ellen, but, like, if there's not enough gas in either car, no one's going out. Yeah. We're all staying in and watching fucking Dateline. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're <laughs> gonna yeah. fucking like it. Yeah. Also, like, Brandy makes, like, a questionable mistake if she doesn't have enough gas in her car. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. So, Brandy tells Mama Ellen that she's gonna go to a club in Tyler that she knows called the Electric Cowboy. Hey! Electric Cowboy, hey! <laughs> it's a gay bar. It's a gay bar. You can't tell me it's not a gay bar. Wait, but <laughs> it's electric. <laughs> it's a cowboy. We've gotten so many people in the Facebook group who like have heard the episode and been like, it's not a gay bar, but it should be. Uh, it really should There's be. There's like a mechanical bull there, apparently. Wait, hold on. Did you guys know? I did not know this until after this show aired, like months after the show aired, the Electric Cowboy has a sister bar in Houston. Yes. called The Manual Donkey Girl. <laughs> Go and fuck yourself. It is. It's the same. It's the same owners. Yeah, great. The Manual Donkey when, did Girl. They, did they have to buy the domain name directly from you or did they? Yeah, that's like, how, how it would happen. How did you guys transfer the ownership yeah. of that? Well, because my, yeah. The Manual so, Donkey Girl. It is. It's the same. <laughs> They were like, you want the electric cowboy? You won't come to the manual donkey girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was totally different. They're two totally different girl. places. Question, though. Did she actually tell her mom that she was going to the electric cowboy or did she her mother assumed that she was going there? I think that like that might have even been her intention when yeah. she left and then she changed her mind later. Because there was we're going to learn later that even sister Georgia knew she wasn't going to the electric cowboy oh, that she true. was going to go 45 minute, miles away. But like it doesn't seem like a liable th- you're going out you're going out. Why does it matter unless it seems like a weird thing well, to lie about. Yeah, there, there's a thing that happens that we'll talk about later. That that, like, I think plays a part in this. With we'll, the, yeah, we'll get yeah. to it. 23-year-old Brandy Wells has just left her mother's house for a night out on the town. Her mother believes she's going to the electric cowboy, but Brandy has a different plan. First, she stops at a local bowling alley to have a drink and visit with the bartender and longtime family friend, Jeanette Green. She just came through the door, and of course, I immediately recognized Brandy. And she sat down in front of me, and she said, um, Jeanette, Mom said I could have a drink on her tab. I said, okay. 
before she goes anywhere, she's stopping at the local bowling alley for a drink on her mom's tab. Can we unpack that sentence? Yeah. Does that does that still happen? I first of all, I love a world in which there's a bowling alley bar. That's my favorite thing in the entire fucking world. And that when we meet the bartender Jeanette, she's worked there for 25 years. Yeah. Jeanette's got stories for days. Yeah. yeah. I love that Jeanette like not only works at the bowling alley, she loves it long enough to have. She loves it so much she has stayed for 25 years. Well, yeah. It's the benefits. <laughs> it's the benefits. Yeah. She's got benefits. I mean, I gotta say Jeanette looks like a million bucks. Yeah. She does her own fucking reenactments. That's my favorite part. Jeanette's yeah. behind the bar. Yeah. But they the t- first that we saw and then not many to follow. She really, th- they were like, what about that girl, Jeanette? They were like, no, no she was, that was, not many people have done that You're since right. Jeanette. You know, Unsolved Mysteries used to pride themselves on it. They used to say, whenever possible, people do their own reenactments. Yeah, well, it saves them a buck. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. They're like, those non-union actors, you gotta yeah, yeah. give them lunch. It's true. But like, Brandy rolls in, sits down at the bar, they tell us that she was twirling her hair. Remember the stage mm-hmm. direction? So the reenactment actress whose face we never see is like doing this with her hair the entire time we're like seeing the reenactment scene. But she sits down, orders a, a what, Ellen? <sighs> Diabetes in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> she orders a cherry vodka sour. Brandy then tells Jeanette her intentions. She's headed to a night spot she's never been to before. Graham Central Station a popular East Texas club in a town 45 minutes away. For Jeanette, this news is quite unsettling. She tries to dissuade Brandy from going by herself. And I told her, I said, Brandy, please just be very careful. I said, you you just have no idea what's out there. And she tells Jeanette, I'm going away. And Jeanette's like, you're going by yourself, babe. Please don't do that. Yeah. It's very unsafe. And she has trauma from that because one of her friends went missing 20 years prior. This is, in whenever this happens, whenever somebody's like, well, I told them not to do it because right. I have experience where another one of my friends went missing. What are the fucking odds of knowing, of being a person who knows one person who mysteriously vanishes and is never seen again? Yeah. This Jeanette person now knows two. Well, you know, my instinct was to be like, I think you're going to be like, well, you know, my aunt no. and her daughter <laughs> no. both went missing. <laughs> no, I thought about like, you know, sometimes when people are interviewed, the truth sort of gets heightened or changed and she was like I told her please be careful out there you never know what can happen to you and my mind I was like I mean did she actually say that and then once she told me once she told us that she lost a friend 20 years prior I was like oh okay she said that and the thing that's so crazy so the the friend's name is Glenda Moorhead she vanished 20 but what this is the thing that is so wild she vanished 25 years ago after coming to see Jeanette at work and sitting in the very stool that Brandy is currently sitting in to which I said Jeanette needs to be retired today. Yeah. We need to burn that fucking stool. <laughs> and while you're at it, burn down that bowling alley. No one is ever allowed to go in there ever again. Oh, oh she's sitting in the same fucking stool? That's also, some does serious anyone, foreboding. Yeah. Does anyone want to ask Jeanette some follow-up questions? <laughs> Wait, Jeanette, where were you that night? Yeah. I don't know, honey. I was here serving sours. Like, she's just like a nobody listens to her. No. And it's like all of us. And then they're like, so it's like, you know Jeanette knows seven missing people. <laughs> no. What? They're like, is she? <laughs> is something going on with her? Like, I no. think she's an oracle. I know, but that is wild. And like, it is. And also, I gotta say, if I'm Brandy and Jeanette is saying to me, like, I know you're gonna go drive 45 minutes away, but somebody once sat in that very stool and did something similar and... I think that would give me pause. Well, but remember when you were 19 and you just thought yeah. you were invincible and like nothing bad oh, would ever I happen? Yes. I'm sure Brandy yeah. was like, that's nice. One more cherry vodka 
Uh-huh. Who cares, old but you know lady? What I mean? like, the thing that really gets me about this is that, like, she's going to drive 45 minutes there and 45 minutes back and doesn't have enough gas. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, again, like, I think about the decisions I made in my late teens. They weren't good. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's the getting there that matters. It'll work I'll out. I'll figure out how I get home It'll later. It'll work out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And the, you just tango with that E. The empty E. Oh, like, oh. you just, like, yeah. you, right. you push yeah. it. It's like, it's not really empty. <laughs> right. We really. used to be such shits to our parents because we would borrow their car and we would leave it on Below E. And oh my, my mom God. would be like, Where did you think I was going? Uh huh. Wow. Like, we would do that to our parents. Your poor all... mother. I no know. wonder she beat you with a wooden spoon. I know. I know. <laughs> she, Hi, mom. Never heard that story. <laughs> um, so. Okay, we're just going to skip right over that. Great. Okay. Your mom didn't hit you with a wooden spoon? <laughs> no. she. My mother has perfect aim to this day, and she will throw anything that. Uh, she'd pick up that phone and throw it at you and never miss. It's the morning after Brandy left Tyler to go dancing at a club in Longview. Longview, Texas is, I guess you might say, kind of almost a halfway point between Dallas, Texas and and Shreveport, Louisiana. The cities are connected by I-20, a highway dotted with truck stops and oil fields. Sergeant Darren Lair, supervisor for the Criminal Investigations Division of the Longview Police Department, remembers when an abandoned car was first spotted on the highway. Darren Lair is also here from the Long Beach Police Department, and he explains that someone, we yeah. don't know who, has spotted a 2000 Pontiac Grand Prix Can we on the side f- of the road at I-20. Why is she driving a racing car? It's not that. <laughs> it's a Grand Prix. It's like a racing car. Yeah. Is it? It sounds like a racing car. <laughs> Do you know much about sounds cars? It sounds like one of those cars. Yeah. It, goes yeah. up on, it goes up on the side. Yeah. No? No. It's one of those. Yeah. Back on the track. Have you been watching? Watching Fast and Furious again? <laughs> I cannot imagine you sitting down and Can watching you, Fast the and Furious. What the fuck is that? What? <laughs> but you know what? You said Paula Cole did the soundtrack to this. <laughs> you that is the one thing you two have so much in common Paula is Cole. your love of Paula Cole. Paul Walker, R.I.P. Oh yeah. He was a big Paula Cole fan. You t- I was like, Huge. was he? <laughs> no. Did you check out with hmm. this? Sorry, we'll okay. talk about Spice Girls later. Um, like narcissists. So- <laughs> So they run the license plate that was found. No reports. No, it's but, not stolen. They said it seems normal. Well, here's it the was thing. just normal. This guy Darren is like, yeah, um, they reported a car on the side of the road. The fucking door is hanging open. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, not, just another day yes, it's in just Tyler, a, Texas. Yeah. Nothing to see. And no normal. one, they just leave the car there. Yeah. Now, like, is that not a hazard for other motorists? Just like in general, having a fucking abandoned car on the side of the road. And it also, we see pictures of it. It doesn't look like a broke down like something happened here yeah can we figure out who owns this car and just call and find out if they're okay I mean, am i not, being crazy in tyler i guess no. have you ever lived in the south no There's shit everywhere yeah is that right <laughs> see now like, that makes sense to me actually <laughs> is it stolen no <laughs> then it's leave just it. leave it someone, someone will come, come back, back for it, it. <laughs> i think that's what's that'll happen so it's 9.30. Mama Ellen is just waking up. Good for you. I know. You sleep, you exhausted queen. I love that she's like, I woke up at 9.30. Early. But Mama Ellen is just waking up and she realized that Brandy didn't come home, but she's not that worried. She's thinking that Brandy like got wasted and stayed at a friend's house. Yeah. Probably out of gas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, but, I, I like how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I know. Stamina to winded. keep up with the two of you. So they start to call Brandy's cell phone, go straight to voicemail. Again, not a very big deal. She's 23. She might be at her friend's house. Yeah. Maybe she had too much to drink. I'm glad she didn't come home because maybe, you know, she had too much to drink and she couldn't drive safely. Yeah. So, but now it's Friday. So it's two days later. Yeah. Now, 
panic. Ellen and Michelle call Brandy's cell phone repeatedly, praying she'll pick up. You can hear tears in somebody's voice, and you could hear the tears in mine and Michelle's voice on these phone calls, and there is no way Brandy would have ignored those. After a grueling 48-hour wait, Brandy's mother, Ellen, files a missing persons report with the Tyler police. It is only then that she learns where Brandy had gone that night. So they go to file the missing persons report, and Mama Ellen was like, so anyway, yeah, she was she was at this club, and Tyler and Sister Georgia oh, yeah. was got like... news for Mom. Georgia was like, uh, uh. <laughs> Mom, also like, uh, I, one thing, she did not go to a club, and Tyler, she did not go to the Electric Cowboy. No, hey! No, yeah. she didn't go there. No. Mm-mm. She went to a club called Graham Central Station. Which in- is a fucking weird name. Yeah, I don't it get is. It. But why Graham? That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a dumb name. Yeah. There, I said it. Yeah. And I fucking stand by it. We're going to get a DM from Graham Horowitz, the owner. He's like, well, that is named after my great. We're like, oh, great. We pissed everyone You know what? I love the name. Graham is Russian. Or Transylvania. I don't really know where I was going with that. That's fine. We can span Eastern Europe. Totally. Um, <laughs> bitch, Godmother Michelle was like, well, I guess we're going to Longview today. She's not only like, I guess we're going to Longview. She's like, bring your boots because we're going into the river. Yeah. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. I love her. And like, and the mom, Ellen, stays by the phone. But we like, we see Michelle being like, I searched the parking lot. I searched the woods. I went into the water. I sat by the river. Yeah. Like Michelle leaving no stone unturned. God yeah. love her. She came to play. She's like, no, I know we're kicking this here off TV show called Disappeared right. Off Right. <laughs> but I have seen other TV shows of the true crime variety. And I'll tell you one thing we're doing. We're going in that ravine. Yep. They sure like, did. Okay. I guess we're... Do you know what it made me She's think like, of? She's like, I know it sounds what? dark. But do you, do you know Troop Beverly Hills well? Well, I know it's canon and I've seen it many times, but I don't know it like well. What were you going to say? It's just Shelly Long has to cross a tree <laughs> over a ravine with... Oh, uh, whatever. And she's in this full get up and she's like, I am the ravine. Yeah. I, <laughs> and they say ravine like 20 times. Also, yeah. that movie still holds up. Gather Speaking... around all you friends of mine. We're wilderness girls and it's a real. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. So now it's Sunday, August 6, 2007, and we're in Longview, and we have a police report, and Mama, and Mama Ellen is like, also, I'm going to tell the Tyler police. At first glance, the report that Brandy is missing does not seem alarming to the Longview police. But within the next 24 hours, the car that Brandy was driving is drawing more attention. Another citizen has driven by the car, and they call in to say, hey, this car's been out here a couple days. It's pretty strange. Maybe y'all want to come look at it. The license plate is entered as belonging to a missing person. Finally, investigators are able to link the abandoned vehicle to Brandy Wells. So finally they run the plates and they're able to connect it Not to the... Not until Tuesday. What I'm saying, yes, I was going to say, like, it's been fucking days. Yeah. Days. Honey, that car had been sitting there for days. Like, my Aunt Debbie at a Golden Corral buffet, okay? <laughs> she said, God I'm going to get my Aunt money's Debbie. worth. Totally. Bring out the chicken, <laughs> motherfuckers. Where's that golden... Where's the chocolate There's fountain? There's no more waffles. No, <laughs> I will wait. I will dip this crouton in that chocolate fountain. No, they think I won't wait for the waffles, but I'm going to wait. <laughs> I'm not going my name is Debbie. So they search. Did I about like when I would FaceTime Ellen? Sometimes this is this is part of the infuriatingly skinny. Ellen, you probably do this too, and fuck you. Okay. She <laughs> sometimes I'll call her and she'll have like a cup of carrots or like just like some. She's munching on celery because she likes it. Sometimes I'll call her. I'm like, are you eating celery right now? <laughs> My little bunny. She eats bunny food. <laughs> 
is that some iceberg lettuce? Just hand it to me. You want some ranch? No, I'll just take the no. lettuce. <laughs> anyway. Too much flavor. <laughs> Ellen Wells finally gets the news that her 23-year-old daughter's car has been found abandoned. We're on Interstate 20 westbound, about 500 yards or more from where you exit off the Farnham Market 2087. The car was located just off the shoulder of the road, kind of at an angle pointing off this way. There was no sign of a struggle. Uh, there was no sign of brandy. So they find the car, and the lieutenant from, what's his name? Lieutenant? Sergeant Lair. Yeah, so Sergeant Darren. Lair was like, hey, Darren. Uh, <laughs> Fucking Sergeant Darren. Sergeant Darren Lair was like, hey, I have an idea. How about we go to the actual side of the road and uh, and, and for dramatic effect. Yes. I got some new Oakleys I want to show off. And they were like, isn't it a busy highway? He's it's like, not yeah, but safe. I will project over the traffic. He, he, he insisted. He's like, I'm not going to do this interview unless yeah. we're on the side of the we'll road the where highway. it happened. Yeah. People are like, because what if people don't know what sides of the roads look like? <laughs> right. yeah. how, like is how, that the singer Meatloaf? <laughs> no, honey. He's just wearing an oversized white button. I feel like people can be confused what sides of the road mean. So yeah. he was just here. He was like, I feel like this detail is extraordinarily vital. Well, it wasn't because those cadaver dogs, once they brought them out, the dogs didn't pick up a scent from Brandy's car. Yeah. They had them go up and down that highway. There's no scent. But remember, it's Tuesday. Brandy had been missing since Thursday, and it had rained. It yeah, had rained. But so yeah. this is where also Sergeant Darren says, he's like, well, if only we'd been alerted to this case within the first 24 hours, we could have really done some good work here. I'm assuming that you were the same people who told Mama Ellen she couldn't file a report for 48 hours. Right. Yeah. And now he's like, it's just, and also, you were alerted to that car within hours of it because yeah. you knew about the car. Yeah. You yeah. knew about the car. If you had just gone out and like dusted the car for fingerprints or yeah. just looked inside to see what was in there. So, yeah, so now they're complaining, and he says, he's like, it rained, and then he says... There had been countless people walking up and down the interstate, countless cars going through, taking those scents and going wherever with them. What? <laughs> no, that's just the film crew for disappeared. Yeah, what? what <laughs> just countless. Just, just, they're just countless people <laughs> up and down this interstate. Really? There's countless people on the interstate, dude? So then, like, the Longview police get the FBI involved, and the, the FBI guy says it looked like it could have been a carjacking. And I kind of didn't understand, like, were you saying that, like, because she wasn't carjacked on the highway. Right. That, so yeah. was she carjacked somewhere else, and then they abducted her, and then took the car, like, for a few minutes, and then abandoned the car? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. I well, know. that's not the definition of carjacking. But they, he says yeah. carjacking, yeah. and she was abducted, and I was trying to follow, like, what he's saying here, right. and I was like, I don't know. What? Well, because the idea of the carjacking is to get the car. Wait, Exactly. Right. And also the way the car was positioned, yes. it was just sort of haphazardly there and the door was ajar. But sorry, they, sorry, sorry. It was what? Haphazardly. Oh no. What happened? Is it haphazardly? Half what's what's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> we nope, we got ourselves uh wait, what's the word your mom says? A uh, ramp set. We got ourselves what is a it? ramp set. What did I situation. say? All right, <laughs> was just sort of haphazardly there. The word is <laughs> Uh -huh. Haphazardly. Oh, well, good. I learned something today. I didn't know. <laughs> you? That is so, a southernism. So, I got to tell you, you receive her taunting better than I ever did. No, it's fine. Oh, because I know she's not better than me. I know. I know. I've seen it. I've seen it all. I've seen her completely naked. She's not better than me. Okay? 
<laughs> you, you, with your whole chest, said haphazardly. Ha- ha- you have met my mother. He okay? comes from a long line of people who say ramp sack. Exactly. I think about that every time I hear that word, which in my line of work is a lot. Oh, okay. All right. Do you feel better now that you corrected me? I'm glad you did correct me. I, you could have had no, less attitude. Go- yeah, 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 yeah. You could have been, been nicer going- about it. No, it's true. You've been going through this life, though. Reminder again. Yeah. She could have been nicer. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I said haphazard, and you married Travis. So listen, we all make mistakes. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. <laughs> Look at you sitting here with your dangling earring on one ear, your fucking George Michael shirt, okay. your fucking chain, your fucking rock Dwayne Johnson chain on the okay. outside. And also, please stop trimming your own bangs. They're about crooked. <laughs> There's th- those bangs are crooked. <laughs> okay. I love you. <laughs> The look on Joey's face. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Okay. Items Brandy left behind also fuel cause for concern. Brandy's purse was in the vehicle, um, along with the cell phone that we believe to be her cell phone. There's not many women in their young 20s that are going to run off without their purse and their cell phone. The angle at which the car was left, with the driver's door ajar and the keys missing, is equally perplexing. Did it run out of gas or was somebody in a hurry to get out of it and they just got off the road as fast as they could? Darren, fucking Darren, goes, there aren't many women in their young 20s who are going to run off without their purse and cell phone. Are there makeup? Oh, well, how <laughs> could you leave? Remember Allie Lowitzer? Yeah. She left her makeup. She yep. couldn't possibly go anywhere. Can I also say, this is the first time Detective Darren wonders wonders out loud if the car ran out of gas. Darren, you were there. Yeah. You're the only one of us who could possibly know. Honey. No one, they say this a thousand times. Well, did it, if, if she ran out of gas, this could have happened. Did, did she run out of you guys need, there's a, somebody knows. <laughs> somebody knows. Yeah, and You were right there. I guess who it's not. Raise your hand if you don't know. We, <laughs> no, we do not I, know. We, nope. don't, we, we don't have any means of knowing. Why is this so, look at the, what do you call it? The gasometer. The gasometer. Look at that shit. It's the, the gasometer. Gasometer, whatever. Potato, <laughs> potato. You knew what I was talking about, didn't you? The thing that tells you how much gas is in there. And they're so confused but by they this. They are the people who would know. How do you not, like, because it legitimately is making them go down rabbit holes of things that could have happened to her they are very confused they say that many times we're just so confused i just wrote can you check the gas gauge <laughs> did it run out of gas how would we ever know yeah there's not there unfortunately there's not a thing in this car that measures the amount of gas I left. Just, how would we know they also find a gas can in the trunk and nobody remembers brandy owning a gas can they say but we couldn't tell if the gas can was used recently that i'm gonna give you that yeah. there's actually no way to know but also yeah. they were like i mean if there's one thing I know about Brandy, she never had a gas can, right? She's never had because a gas can. Because the mother no. says she was not a well-prepared person. Yeah. She said that. I was like, I you better drag your yeah. own daughter. You sound like my mama. That is something my mama would say. I'm a ramsacked wagon woman. So they're almost sure that under no circumstances would Brandy have a gas can. No way. But not Brandy. Not Brandy. No if way. If there's anything we know about her. Yeah. But so they look through her car and they found a couple things. And one of the things was a napkin with a name and phone number written on it. Yeah. So the theory, the police are saying that like maybe like this guy gave her his number and then like followed her and abducted her. It's a lot of like these things don't all make sense. But they're grasping at straws because they've got nothing. Yeah. Right. So they called the number, and the guy was like, yeah, I mean, I met Brandy. We met at that Graham Central Station. It's a weird name for a bar, isn't it? Yeah. And they were like, don't tell me about it. <laughs> she wanted to take me to that gay bar in her town. I was like, no, no. we're going to stay here. Weird name, but we're going to stay. Yeah. And he offered to buy Brandy a drink, and she's like, I don't need a drink. I do, however, need 
gas money. So this is the thing, and I remember having like a real reaction to this the first time we saw it because this must have been her plan. Like I'm gonna get myself there, and then I'm gonna find somebody to give me gas money. She doesn't have enough gas in her car to get home. Yeah. And this like the, the other thing too. This guy offers to buy her a drink, so he's got money to spend yeah. on Brandy. Yeah. When she, she's like, no thanks, but like I honestly won't be able to get home. I might go missing if you don't give me some gas money. And he's like, I'm gonna take a pass on that. <laughs> I, I'm gonna take a pass on that. I I, I keep trying to think about when I was 19 yeah. and you're like, it's just going to work out. It'll uh-huh. work out. It'll work out. I really want to go out. I really want to have this night out. It's not working out because my sister can't go. My godmother won't go. I'm going to make this happen. Yeah. Ah, I'm going to stop for a quick cherry vodka sour at the bowling alley and, and yeah. really think it through. Yeah. But then I'm going to get right back on the road. But yeah. it's weird. And so they're also thinking like, well, if if she asked this guy for gas money, maybe she was asking other patrons for gas but money. My, my thing is this. Like when some young woman is walking around a bar asking people for money, why aren't you giving it to her? You know what I mean? And yeah. like maybe I'm sounding crazy. <laughs> I just had like a flashback to like my 20s where I was like, where I like, I can see the guy feeling a little rejected. Like, no, I'm not going to go home and hook up with you after you buy me a drink, but I do need cash. Yeah. And him being like, well, fuck this. I mean, yeah. listen, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but for the sake of argument, there's going to be someone at home thinking, but why would you go somewhere knowing you couldn't get back? No, 100%. You know I mean? And like, like yes. it's both, you could play both sides on I want to say one other important thing here. He says he also remembers what she was wearing. And yeah. he describes her clothes as a floral blouse with dark pants. So, like, put a pin in that. We're, yeah. we're going to get back I to that. I also love how he's like, well, you're going to take a pass on the drink. I'm going to take a pass on the gas money, but here's my number just in case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't think for that. But we also learned, though, that, wait, like, this is just occurring to me. Like, we know that she probably, maybe this tells us she didn't run out of gas. Because if she had run out of gas, maybe she would have just called that guy and he would have come to get her. But, like, I believe that he didn't see her again that night. He was so cooperative with the yeah. police. So, like, maybe this leads to the theory that, like, why, like, because if she had run out of gas, why wouldn't she have called that guy? Right. Yeah. If it was an innocent, like, just ran out of gas situation. Also, Would I agree you with you. Would you call a random person well, on I don't know. I don't call you or I call my mother. Like, I mean, like, she, we know she had a cell phone. So, like, she couldn't have Do run out of gas. we know it was charged? But she had another cell phone. You know uh, what I mean? <laughs> yeah. She had a plethora of cell phones and yeah. not enough gas. So, so this... Uh, no, go ahead. So I, we're going to go back to... <laughs> There's too many cooks in this kitchen. <laughs> so this is where we learned that the club, what's it called? Graham Central Station? Yeah. The Graham Central Station. <laughs> Graham Central Station. They've got security cameras outside and as you come in. And we also learn when you enter the club, you have to swipe your ID. Security at the club confirms Brandy swiped her license at 10.44 p.m. on Tuesday, August 2nd. Investigators are now looking for visual evidence in the surveillance footage to see if Brandy arrived or left the club with anyone that night. We had a general time frame and a general clothing description of what Brandy was wearing. We found a woman coming into the club that appeared to be wearing very similar to what Brandy was wearing. The time frame was very close. So Darren, Officer Detective Darren says, they see a woman coming in who, according to Darren, sort of matches the description that this guy had given that had seen her that night, to which I say, no, she doesn't. No. So if you go back to the clothing, it's dark pants and a floral blouse. This woman is wearing a jet black top. Agreed. A jet black top. I have no idea how this confusion took place. I mean, I literally wrote, this woman is wearing a black blouse. We yep. need to put Darren out to pasture. Yep. Look at the car when you get it reported to you. Yeah. Decide whether or not people have to wait 48 hours to, to report to be missing. And if they do, don't blame them. When 
They should have done it sooner. Well, also, it's wild because Mama Ellen came in and looked at the footage, and she was like, well, that could be her. Yeah, well, but the thing is, Mama Ellen wasn't given the information that the cops were given. This I didn't realize the first time. The cops were the ones who spoke to the guy who said floral top and black pants. They did not tell Mama Ellen that description when they showed her the video. So she's, and Mama Ellen is saying from top down, similar build, similar hair, and nobody ever says that is her. They just say, like, it could be her. Right, it's her at the bar ordering a drink. She's turning around and talking to people. Mama Ellen is doing what I do, which is like, I always doubt my own memory. She's uh-huh. like, because she had come in and been like, mom, how do I look? Do I look good in this? And she's like, I feel like she had been wearing something else. And she told the cops that and the cops are like, no, that's her. And yeah. she just, I do that too. I'm like, yeah. oh, maybe I'm not remembering right. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. But it, it's just like, like, even to me, I'm like, it's not her. The footage that we have, could be Brandy swiping, and we have could be Brandy outside with this like other dude. Two and, guys. Yeah, and it's like, who's that guy? Who's to say? But so, like, it's the just... thing is, the cops like spend time like going on the news trying to say, like, we're trying to find yeah. these two men that we're talking, and they're saying definitively, this is Brandy. Right. Yeah. We're trying to find these guys that were talking to her. Yeah, yeah. So they get in touch with, you know, Mama Ellen goes to the newspaper, the media. And so then they realize 10 days pass and they have that cell phone. They have, they have Brandy's cell phone in yeah. the car. Yeah. And they call all the numbers on the phone and the numbers are like, mm, no Brandy here. That's some weird. people knew Brandy and some people didn't. The mom's like, that's kind of weird. And yeah. I'm, I'm saying this to you guys off mic. I'm like, the only time that makes sense is if it's a gay man's cell phone. Yeah. Yep. And it's like, they call like, I, who's like a hot Ryan ecstasy bar yeah <laughs> 24 and they're like no i don't know patrick and like who's who's like sloppy bottom joey yeah from posh it's slop a bottomist <laughs> thank you the cell phone issue doesn't go away when brandy's mother drives to longview to give investigators a sample of brandy's dna i've gave them a dna sample and they showed me the cell phone and i told them that that was not brandy's cell phone that did not look like the cell phone that I remember Brandy having. The cell phone police recovered from the vehicle did not belong to Brandy at all, but to an ex-boyfriend who is now serving in Iraq. It turns out that that phone belonged to Brandy's ex-boyfriend who was serving in Iraq. Yeah. Yeah. What? A what? And, and so 10 days. 10 days they spent working on this phone. What happens is that the cops spend all this time working on all these leads that end up being the wrong thing, including, and like, and there are easy things you could have figured out. Like, when somebody, I don't know if you guys know this, but when you get an incoming call on your phone, uh-huh. it identifies who the person is. So uh-huh. if the cop is like, hey, do you know Brandy? And you're like, no, I don't know Brandy. Well, could you tell me who it said it was calling? when this right. call came right. through. Right. They could ask one question yep. and we wouldn't have spent 10 days thinking we had Brandy's phone because they're trying to track down all the... They're spending all the time tracking down the records on this phone and it's not Brandy's. Because you, t- you told a little sore, I'm going to write that down. That was a great idea you had. <laughs> one second. Should I be a cop? Start over. You think Start I should be over. a cop? And Tyler, you fucking I think I should could. be a cop. I, know, I think gay people might be wizards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then this is where Detective Darren says, like, well, that was actually good news to us because if this isn't Brandy's phone, probably Brandy has her phone and that means she like took off on purpose she's like living her best life where she wants to be and I wrote I forgot how much of that we get in this show yep. every cop in every city if there's not an easy answer is like oh she took off on her it, she left on purpose she yeah. ditched her kids she ditched her job she yep. ditched her family she just didn't want to be here anymore Yeah. so they had a meeting and they're like alright we've been We've been tracking and monitoring and looking at the wrong phone for 10 days. Right. That makes us look a little that, silly. That's we're, on us. We're a little silly gooses, aren't we? <laughs> we're just a bunch of silly gooses up in here. All right. Uh, let's uh, 
get her phone records. Yep, let's get her phone records. Mama Ellen's like, I'm on it. Yeah. Mama Ellen gets it in like 15 minutes. Because like they're going through like the proper quote legal channels or yeah. whatever. And Mama Ellen knows that she shares a cell phone contract with a roommate. She just calls Wendy. Yeah. And is like, Wendy, bitch, can I have my daughter's cell phone records? Yeah, she's yep. like, you guys keep playing Ring Around the Rosie in the fucking corner. And I'm going to go find my missing With all the kid. mistakes that these cops have made, not processing the car as soon as it was found. I mean, and we haven't even got, there's more mistakes we're going to find out about in a minute. I believe it started a week after Brandy disappeared. That there was call after call after call after call that lasted one, maybe two minutes. To me, it had the tone of a drug user or dealer. Prior to Brandy's disappearance, there is nothing at all unusual about her calls. Suspicious activity does not start until the 11th of August, nine days after Brandy's last call. All activity was normal up until she went missing. Yep. Then there's no activity for nine days. And then all this weird activity. Yeah. Now, that is super sus. And I've got a ton of questions about this. Okay, go. What's your first one? Well, my first question is, we're going to, like, how was that phone being charged for nine days? Well, so there's no activity on it. <laughs> right. But you remember these batteries and phones from 2006? Yeah, them old-ass Nokia's. Right, yeah, you'd, but... like, bring an extra battery with you to swap it out. Yeah. Yeah, there's absolutely no way. Because somebody, this person who found it, yeah. said they were walking along the street a day ago and they heard a beeping in the... No, you didn't. No. No, you Because, didn't. right, what happens is, like, essentially, they trace the calls back to these two guys. These two guys lead them to another person who they bring down to... He's the guy with the phone. Yeah. Right. Who's been making all these calls. Right, and he says that he just, like, heard it beeping on the side of the road. But, like, you couldn't possibly have because that phone would have been dead within hours. Yeah, what So magical... you can't tell me that nine days later like, you're hearing it beeping. Beeping at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joey asked the best question. Some, yeah, some it's, space it's just cowboy walking down the street phone. and all of a sudden he hears... Beep. Beep. <laughs> What's that? Where's that? Also, why are you walking down the highway? You know and, what I mean? And I love how the cops are like, we have no answers. And they were like, do you want to take a poly about this phone? And they're like, no. They're like, what? And the Our hands are fucking tied. <laughs> and then like, we asked if he wanted a poly. He said no. And they say he's still a person of interest yeah, to this think? day. Well, and also the neighborhood that they found it in was not great. It was known for a lot of drug trafficking. But also the question is like, but how did the phone get there? Like if her car is here and they found this phone in this bad, quote, bad neighborhood, like miles away. Yeah. How'd the phone get there? Was pinging a thing back then? Yes. It I just, think it, it wasn't. It people wasn't... didn't really use it. Yes. I mean, no, no one does it here? Right. Because that's a really good question. Like, why wouldn't they have done that? Yeah. You know? It's very, there's a lot of question marks in this uh -huh. case. And uh, most of them for me are with the police department. I'm going back to like, I was really convinced she ran out of gas, but I don't think she could have. Because if she had just innocently run out of gas, she would have used one of her, the two phones we knew were in her car to call somebody. Right. Yeah. Well, the thing that also we didn't mention, when they checked her car, remember, the seat, the driver's seat was backed all the way up. And yeah. Brandy was only five feet tall yeah. but like, so there's no way she could have like reached I mean she could have backed it up when she got I out I just but... think it's like they didn't process that car until days after it was they know it was abandoned on the side and somebody could have slept in that car we know there's people walking somebody up and down the highway always somebody could have tried to steal it exactly yeah. but her mother isn't giving up I expressed my concerns about the outfit that the girl was wearing was not the outfit that Brandy had on Brandy's aunt Ali Cormier has yet to see the tape she's uncomfortable with her sister's doubt and would like to see for herself. Ollie and her husband get a copy of the tape. Within minutes, her husband spots Brandy, and it's not the same woman police originally thought was her. She's able to spot the actual footage of Brandy coming into the club and Brandy leaving the club. 
So it's like Aunt Allie and her husband sit down and watch it. Not even Aunt Allie, Uncle whatever. We don't get his name. Within five seconds, it's like, that's Brandy walking in right there. Yeah. yeah. And it's a totally, a totally separate person. They're wearing like, a floral, a, an obviously floral top. Yeah. yeah. They were like, we see her walk in. We see her walk out. Both times she's by herself. That, for fuck's sake, is Brandy. But yep. I can hear you asking, dear listener, how is that possible? Because everything is time-stamped. Mm-hmm. This is where we learn that the fucking camera timestamp was 10 minutes off. Yep. So the entire time the cops have been looking at this tape, identifying this woman, the other people that they're trying to find who they see talking to, they spent all of this time and resources looking for the wrong people. all they had to do this whole thing. I mean, and it's like if they, like, can't, like, if you're the cop, aren't you like, all right, that might be Brandy. Why don't we just look 20 minutes before and 20 minutes after just to see if they had done anything that simple they would have seen 10 minutes before a girl in a floral top and dark pants with blonde hair clear as day you can see Brandy's face this I remember this creeping me out the first time we listened to it so when you see Brandy leave yep Remember, there's no surveillance on the parking lot. So you see her leave and she's sort of, yeah, like she's like leaving, you know, the door. You see her leave and you see her kind of like go to the right. And then you just see the shadow of that same person go to the left. As if someone was like, hey, Brandy, we're going this way. Uh Or someone called her. Someone's like, I'm parked over here. We don't see her. We just see, ooh, we just see her shadow. Like The one thing I did notice, and this was in a news article I read this after, like after a while. Watching this, Brandy walks out, and there's a person and like a guy in a cowboy hat yes. who walks out too close behind her to yes. be walking out, not with her. Yes, and this never gets mentioned in the episode. No, because he goes, she goes to the right, he goes to the left, and then you see that shadow goes to the left, and it's almost like she's going with him. And the guy, like when he when she walks out and he walks out, it, like what we were saying earlier, like you would give somebody more space than that if you weren't with them. There's a familiarity there, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, or yeah. look, like you know when you walk with someone, you're kind of like you're on your phone and they're walking so you're not like walking together but you are walking together that's the vibe that I got yeah like he was like on his phone or something I'm not saying that he was it's a month and a half later Brandy's family is getting desperate they turn to the outside for help Bob Walcott executive director of the Laura Recovery Center a nonprofit organization that helps families locate their missing loved ones agrees to take on Brandy's case. And uh, by uh, 26th of September then, we were on our way up to Longview and got a search going. So it's a month and a half later and they're desperate and they call the Laura Recovery Center and they take the case. They search that wooded area and, you know, <laughs> I love how the local authorities were like, they brought cadaver dogs. They searched that area and they were like, bravo. I know. They were good. <laughs> know. They were real, well, real good. And they did, they had like four wheelers and cadaver dogs. They searched every, and they, they, they searched the entire area between the club and where the car was found. Yeah. And they find nothing. Yeah. But Not I, a trace I love of how her. the local authorities are so impressed. Oh, yeah. They're totally. like, they did, those guys are great. These are the kind of people who would actually go check out an abandoned car on the side of the road yeah. the, the first time it was called and look at them and then we get another red herring which is like on October 29th 2006 there's another young woman found on the side of the road and the family like for a minute they think it could be Brandy this woman is still unidentified to this day she was found burning yeah and it's a very sad story like this is the second like crazy side story that we get that we don't 
get any information on. So, but it's not Brandy. We, you know, we jumped to December 23rd, 2006, and the Laura Recovery Center is back. Best friend Janelle is on the case. Yeah. They spend two minutes to say, like, how close Janelle and Brandy yeah. were. That, like, they were, like, a part of each other. They were, like, sisters. And then, like, Janelle comes up upon, like, a bag, a literal bag of bones in the woods. Mm-hmm. And she thinks that she's just, like, found the remains of her best friend. And they try to be animal bones. But, like, enough. Yeah. Enough. It's yeah. also fucking traumatizing. Yeah. Exactly. At the end of the day, yeah. like, the case remains unsolved. There's nothing. Mm-mm. No one saw anything. There's no evidence in this case. Lots of balls dropped. Yeah. yeah. Lots. I always think of the cop who's listening or the investigator who's listening who's getting super defensive. Yeah. And to that, I want to be like, you you would have done everything the same. There's a lot of, like, really bad police work here. And it's weird when they, like, if you're Detective Darren, wouldn't you just have not done the interview for this? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? He doesn't seem to understand that, like, they did a lot of shit wrong. They were, like, looking at the wrong cell phone. They were convinced it was Brandy when it wasn't Brandy. They didn't, like, bother to look at the timestamps. They didn't look at the car when the car was, like, first reported. They didn't, you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of cop-outs. Yeah. Uh, it just feels like, oh, well, this happened? Oh, okay, well, then it's this. Yeah. Sorry. And then it's like, well, well wait a minute. Let, let's leave space for a gray area because it's not, it looks, it feels like they were looking for just a black and white something very Like, quickly. if it's not easily solvable, then they, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and I know that's not the case everywhere. I know there's a lot of these detectives work really hard, but, you know, like, we, it, it was a very, like, Fred Murray thing where the mom is just, like, walking up and down the road and in the yeah. woods every day for the rest of her life. She's like, I'll never give up. Yep. It's now been, like, 21 years. I know. Yeah. 21 know. years. So, the last that Brandy was seen was in Longview, Texas on that day, August 3rd. So, if you have any information as to the whereabouts of Brandy Ellen Wells, please call the Longview Police Department at 903-237-1110. I don't know if they'll be of any help. <laughs> Right. But, if you get a machine and they say they'll call you back, don't count on it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe go to their Facebook page. Yeah, which is what we did for Mama Lowitzer. We were like, don't call the police. Oh, go, really? We, we were like, go straight to Mama Lowitzer. <laughs> call her. She knows. Because I just, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust them to babysit your cats. Well, my, I keep thinking about her mom. Her yeah. mom was just so heartbroken and there was... She put in so much more work. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she yeah. was like, I'm not waiting for your yeah. buffoonery. I mean, like, that's I'm what I would it. do. You know, yeah. I would never stop. But I just keep thinking about her mom being like, I wonder what her to, her day to day thoughts are. Like, if only this would have uh-huh. happened, maybe we we would have known. Or uh-huh. you know, I mean, if they had run those plates sooner, yeah, they, they would have been like, oh, we can connect these two. You know, so many things. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm so or sad for her. Would they have been able to? Like, if you have a 48 hour window where you can't file a police report, and like, so when the car was originally found, she wasn't even reported missing yet because she couldn't be. Yeah. Which I'm I, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that's been changed by this point. Right. Yeah. I think it's 24. Every city is it's different. different. Yeah. Every city is they make it up as they go along they're like we are going fishing this weekend yeah so it is 48 hours yeah. it is different all the time yeah and if like, you're an adult forget it yeah they're not looking for you uh say something funny i think i'm gonna open me a gay bar up in hell's kitchen what's it gonna call it's gonna be called the electric oh. <laughs> <laughs> smell that girl <laughs> however you want baby <laughs> Five, yeah. seven, Bow, 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 bow. Oh, wow, we. Wow. When people are like, what was it like being in 
the room with those two loud mouths, I'm going to just be like, so fun. So fun. Thank it's you guys for fun. having so, me. So I guess now we'll tell you guys uh, the show is now uh, Joey and Patrick's show. All right. Thank <laughs> so you so much everybody. for being here, it's Ellen. It was fun. so fun. Uh, uh, so this is called you, Homo Say What? <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being a guest. So wild. On our show. Remember? I mean, I remember recording that episode with you in the WeWork, you know, in years and years ago, pre-pandemic. This was before we even knew a pandemic. We had probably been like, what are they all talking about with this? Co- what is that? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I remember it I clearly. do, too. I remember exactly where we were sitting. I remember yeah. you had to turn off the AC. Yeah. Like, in that, that, you had that thing in the corner. Yes, yes. It was, like, so hot in the WeWork. Oh, And I remember God. being nervous, like, oh, is this going to work? It totally works. You were remember so funny right out of the gate. we just were like, let's start a podcast? Yeah, totally. Well, here we are. Here I we remember are. that, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for, for starting it and banging on me halfway through. Yeah, and you're then, welcome. Thank you for picking up the pieces. You know, honestly, Patrick, I owe you a big thank you because I we talked about this on our, our very last episode of Disappeared that we covered. And I'm like, I really am indebted to you because I'm like, I didn't know how bad I needed this. Really? Uh, really oh. badly. Like, I love it so much and the sense of community yeah. I have. Yeah. And like, I thought about this. Yesterday, I started crying a little bit because I had only been doing this for maybe a month when my dad passed. Oh, my oh, God. Yeah. And everyone yeah. rallied around me, and yeah. I was like, oh, I'm lucky. Yeah. I'm very In lucky. this community, we've worked really hard to, like, keep this community positive, to bring in great people. Like, our listeners are just, like, really incredible people, and they really took to you so fast. I don't know. Misty456 <laughs> might argue with you on that. No. Yeah. You know, but it's got, I got to say to the listeners, like, thank you. Like, it, it's a hard thing. I, I've loved podcasts where there's been a change in personnel and it is a little hard. Yeah. You it, know? It changes yeah. hard. It changes hard and but like, I mean, my God, the, like the way that I you see them love you at Obsessed Fest, yeah. you know, like you're just one of us I now. I got a little bone to break. <laughs> oh, here we go. I just want to say that never in a single time have I been included in the credits. <laughs> I've not had a bright line. I've been in. I've been in more episodes than you, loudmouth. I'm sorry. I've been here longer than you. I've probably been in more episodes. There's not a picture of me. Yeah. On the iTunes page. Yeah. And uh, I don't know who that other uh, Cracker Barrel is who comes in here, but I feel like I have not been given the attention I deserve. What can we do to fix that? You can fix my carburetor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how? Um, remember that time you got stuck in New Hampshire? How did you get home? I drove home. No, <laughs> wrong answer. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh my God! All right, I gotta get out of here. I gotta go. <laughs> right. We love you. We love, love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. So Brandy had asked her sister Georgia, she had asked Godmother Michelle to go with her because she was like, it's ladies night. And the, sing it. And the feelings, is right? Tight. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, what a night. Also, every, oh, what a night. More like, oh, what a fright. Look at Let's you. Die. Every night is ladies night. Well, I see you have not been listening to this podcast. You summon me and I shout out. All right. You only know who I am. Well, who the shit are you? You ain't been here that most a year. And I don't know. And I don't take too kindly to strangers. Okay. Okay. So Bobby Lynn was the victim of a very... I don't need you to tell my story. I can tell my own story. I was held up for $143 and I never got that money back. Okay? You guys, the camera just ran out and it says battery exhausted. Same camera. (laughs) Exhausted. Then I have the note here. Joey, will you come read this note? And honestly, a cherry vodka soda... 
Vodka sour sounds delicious. Does it really? I don't know. I could go for a cherry vodka sour. Like a spritz. Yeah. So it's Thursday the 3rd, the next morning, 2006. Wow, she rules with an iron fist, Joey. It didn't used to be like this. Well, I'll tell it really fast. There was nowhere to masturbate in my house. I I love that I'm here and you guys are like, are we allowed to swear anymore? (laughs) Yeah. Your camera shut off again. Battery. Exhausted. It's exhausted. We have the sassiest cameras. Battery exhausted. I don't know. This is this is the problem. It's, Just follow me. I don't know who's going to be louder. Oh. I, I thought mean, you were going to admit to not knowing what you were doing. For I know once in everything your life. that I'm doing. <laughs> I invented you. And you're welcome. <laughs>